This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. Find all my work at mjmonos.com. Visit the podcast page for show notes and links. Remember to like, share, and comment to help me grow. This is my fully operational Star Wars analysis, episode 56, Bringing Back Luke. Uh, this is about the uh, Disney Gallery Star Wars The Mandalorian season two, la, 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 uh, Luke finale big uh, surprise thing. Um, so here's the deal. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I really liked this. I really liked getting all this uh, behind the scenes look. I was super disappointed when there was just a single episode of the gallery for season two of Mando. I didn't realize why it had happened. I kind of, uh, I think it came out like months after the show had aired. Uh, which I don't know if they do that for secrecy or not, but uh, regardless, I was a little divorced from how things were, and uh, because of all the lockdown stuff and restrictions and everything, I, I, I actually, uh, I guess that's why the gallery has been so sparse. Um, I mean, the Luke secret has been out for a long time. Like, I moved like five months ago, and like shortly before we moved, I was sitting on the edge of my couch in my old place, uh, watching this scene at like, you know, four in the morning or something, uh, before I went to work. So, um, yeah, it's interesting that it's taken so darn long and I was all confused. So I asked, I'm making Star Wars, uh, the live stream Jason was doing about, uh, you know, why the heck did it take so long? And it was because of, uh, the pandy as Rob likes to call it. So anyway, uh, I thought that was interesting to think that that's why they were doing it. I kind of liked this version of the gallery better though, the like one-on-one -on -one interviews with different people. I kind of preferred that. The um, <laughs> hobnobbing, is that the right word? It might be hobnobbing. Anyway, the bumping elbows and hanging out with the with the crew uh, from the season one gallery was okay. Um, and it was kind of interesting to see all the interactions between people, but I really liked the singular focus. And I watched the other gallery one a while back, so I don't quite remember it now, but this one was really good. I was super engaged, uh, possibly just because of Luke. Um, I, I like Luke so much, uh, <laughs> Han was never my favorite character, and if this is the first time you're hearing me, you don't know about that, but if, if it's not your first time, you know about that, because <laughs> I mentioned it probably every other analysis I do, if, you know, the characters are relevant. Um, so yeah, I've always liked Luke better than Han, uh, you know, you want to be like Han, sort of, or you think you want to be like Han, but you really want to be like Luke, I think that's my opinion on the matter. Anyway, uh, but, you know, I, I, uh... I'm fixated on Luke and I got, you know, emotional during the original uh, airing of this or the first time I saw uh, the whole big thing. And I'm actually rewatching right now with my family. So it's kind of cool to see, um, to know the behind the scenes now that I'm watching it again and we're, you know, not too far from uh, watching this episode. But anyway, um, I really liked it. I loved seeing the peek into uh, the process. I really like how they said we were going to start with deepfake and then they said, oh, we decided not to do deepfake. We decided to do this de-aging process instead. But that was really neat. I really loved the whole concept of uh, what they were talking about. Uh, they talked about um, you know, technology being used for good or evil or a tool being used for good or evil. And, you know, they mentioned the fact that now they're saying in the Star Wars galaxy, there's been a blockchain like thing, which is uh, like the chain code that um, is in the Mandalorian armor or the, the Jango Fett, Boba Fett, whatever armor uh, that Boba has and that it has his, his chain code in there. And it's, it seems like the chain code goes back longer. So it's been more than that time, which if it's a galaxy far, far away and we've got blockchain now that we're developing, it would make sense that they've had it for much, much longer. Not because it's long ago, because it's so advanced. That's that's what I was getting towards. Um, anyway, uh, that was pretty cool. I liked them mentioning that. Uh, I liked that it was brought up that, you know, uh, 
they could have a, you know the chain code technology and how that could hurt people and help people and it's cool because they reference the chain codes in uh, Bad Batch 2 um, but it was just interesting to see like how something newish because Bitcoin uh, I don't know if it's it is false to conflate Bitcoin and blockchain they I think the blockchain technology is what Bitcoin relies upon or is the network type thing it, it relies upon uh, but you don't need to have Bitcoin to have blockchain, but you need blockchain to have Bitcoin. I believe that's how it works. Uh, and I found out about Bitcoin like 11 years ago and uh, foolishly didn't <laughs> throw any money into it. But anyway, um, it was kind of cool to see how something new uh, and real world was working its way into Star Wars, kind of like in real time is getting uh, rolled into, uh, you know, this science fiction space fantasy thing. Um, that was pretty cool. But anyway, uh, back to my main point, it's just interesting to see how uh, everything happened, how the process worked together. Uh, I didn't know that it was Mark Hamill at first. I thought it was, you know, like a stand-in or whatever that they worked on. And no, it turns out it was Hamill and a stand-in, uh, body double. Although funny, uh, I felt kind of bad for the guy Max, they called him. Is that his real name? I don't know. But uh, I felt really bad. Like, they didn't say Max, you know, Blumenthal or Max, you know, Smith or whatever. It was just like Max. I felt bad, like, oh, you, you got to give the guy's last name. Come on. We, we want him to be able to work on more stuff, unless they are planning on doing that Luke show, and they'll just have him do it. Although, I mean, it was funny. Mark Hamill said, he looks more like me than I do. And uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, he's got a great self-deprecating uh, sense of humor that I really appreciate. And uh, anyway, um, I almost wonder if this Max fellow could maybe rise to prominence if they decide to just recast Luke altogether and not have him do... Uh, the acting or, or, or come in like how much longer will Hamill want to do this and they talked about you know using legacy characters are like oh you got to get Mark Hamill back if you can and yeah you do but you also don't like you know they got Alden Ehrenreich for for Han Solo for that movie and uh him being cast as Han wasn't the problem with that movie in fact I really liked the movie so uh you know there were other issues or whatever but he wasn't part of the problem um, and certainly not uh, what's-his-face uh, as Landau. I mean, he was fabulous. I absolutely loved him. Um, so there should be no issue with recasting these characters. And I can understand the temptation to do it, and I can understand why they wanted to do it. But it was interesting because, you know, one of the things they touched on was, you know, Hamill was teaching... Like, they were using all this technology, but also Hamill was teaching uh, this Max fellow how to be Luke. Um, they showed a couple scenes where, like, they shot... They basically shot all the shots twice. Once with Hamill once with max minimum you know maybe they did multiple for each of the guys just to get you know coverage or pickups or whatever so they could edit and choose the best takes or whatnot but they also showed that Hamill was showing him how to do it like this is how you gesture your hand this is but I mean other people were involved too like at one point when he force crushes a droid uh, one of the what are they called dark troopers anyway um, when he force crushes them there's like a discussion between like two or three people like hey how do we do it does he you know emphatically crush his hand or is he just closing his hand and I think ultimately they went with just closing his hand and the thing gets crushed uh, which was really cool to see but anyway um, I just I appreciate that they pulled Mark Hamill in I appreciate that he was willing to do it and that he did it and that he was there for all those shots and in his costume and everything and then they like composited and blended the two performances together to get it right like when he turns away with Grogu and he's holding on his back I'm pretty sure that's Max not Hamill uh, but you know obviously when he's holding Grogu uh, I think that's Hamill, um, but it, what was really bizarre was that they synthesized his voice entirely, which 
something about the voice sounded a little bit off to me and even like Hamill while he was giving the interview he sounded a little more like this so not like old man voice like maybe he was sick maybe he had you know strep throat or a sore throat or the Rona or who knows what but it sounded like the guy you know was sick and just like wow the, the difference between those two voices is very different but then again one is organic and one is synthesized so maybe that's part of the huge difference in it it's hard to say um I do like, though, that they confirmed that he did voice that one alien that was like, win the war in last, or not last Jedi, but Rise of Skywalker, because I was pretty sure it's the Mark Hamill, and it sure was, so, um, anyway, I thought that was really cool, um, there was some funny stuff, like, uh, John Favreau during part of his interview, who's basically like, there is no Lucasfilm Civil War, everything's fine, I love Kathleen Kennedy, which I don't have a problem with her, like, a lot of, uh, certain well, like a very vocal uh, portion of people seem to have I love The Last Jedi uh, I love the Luke stuff in there believe it or not if you want to have a discussion with me about how I could love it I'll, I'll tell you you know well, we can talk about it that's fine uh, you know leave a comment and we'll, we'll have a discussion and, and let's talk some Star Wars um, so yeah uh, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I really I really liked all this insight into it and uh, I don't really know what more to say except I hope we get more uh, especially more like this. It, it was so in-depth to a degree that, uh, like, this is what I want. This is the kind of extra or, you know, extra content, bonus content that I want. And I don't know. How expensive is it to produce? How much goodwill does it make? And how much ROI can you get off of that? Like, uh, I was definitely debating, you know, I had canceled Disney Plus at one point, but I actually had two accounts. So then I, the second one was still active for a while and I canceled it. And like, this just came out when I didn't have it anymore. But like, if I knew they were gonna have awesome bonus features like this all the time, you know, as much as I hate to give the money, uh, I, I think I'd do it for a little while longer. Um, but yeah, this is good content. It keeps me coming back for more. And it's just so nice and refreshing to like lift the veil a little bit and let us like it. I keep saying a peek inside, a peek inside. Yeah, that's what we want. I love Star Wars so much, I dislike certain aspects of it or certain things that are uh, being done with it at different times, but like, I love it. It's it's absolutely not part of who I am. I, well, I mean, some aspects of it are, but it's not my life, like, it's not my identity that I love Star Wars or whatever. But, um, you know, I really, really like it, I love it, and I uh, enjoy being critical of it and getting an insight into it, and I feel like people would be less critical of certain things if they had more insight into it, if it wasn't just this black box that out of it, or this mystery box that Star Wars comes out of. But, you know, uh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I, I love the spoilers. I've been following Making Star Wars for years because of all the good spoiler content there. And, um, yeah, I, uh, I think letting people know what the production is like a little bit helps to mitigate some things and it you know can give you a little bit of an, uh, of a preview or a foreknowledge of what's going on so you can kind of set your expectations and I know they emphasize in this presentation that you know we don't want people to have it be spoiled and I thought the whole Plo Koon deception was really great um so just in case it leaks and I, I thought that was super cool um but at the same time like I don't mind the game of cat and mouse between the producers of content and the fans who want spoilers on it but I don't think having things spoiled ruins the experience. The next time, and hopefully within a couple weeks, I watch this episode, I might tear up. I might tear up watching it with my kids, um, my wife, you know, turning her head away in shame uh, about how impactful this moment is with Luke. Uh, and like here, I, like I saw snippets of it watching this thing and I didn't get emotional. I was just excited because it's so cool. But uh, yeah, I, 
I might do that again. And the fact that I've seen it once already doesn't ruin it for me. So uh, it might even make it a little sweeter. Um, but I did love Filoni explaining, like, and even Favreau, like, because uh, I don't, I can't remember who wrote the episode, but they were saying, like, you know, we've seen the X-Wing, then we've seen the lightsaber, then we've seen the lightsaber being employed on a black and white screen going through all these different levels. I think when you do get some shots of him as he's uh, ascending, um, it doesn't show the lightsaber color, but it shows a guy in black robe, and you see the one gloved hand on his right doing force pushes or, you know, crushes or whatever, and then you finally get towards the end the green... Do you not see the green lightsaber until the door opens? I can't remember. I kind of think in the antechamber, you do get to see it. Oh, wow. I kind of think in the antechamber, you do get to see it, and then he opens the door. Does he force open? I can't remember. He opens the door, and he goes in there, and he's like, hey... And then, are you a Jedi? Yeah, I am. Um, so, uh, anyway, um, again, I'm just making the point. I don't think the spoilers ruin it at all. I don't think the foreknowledge ruins it at all. I just think it makes it better. But Filoni made an excellent point. That's what I was talking about. Uh, I was distracted by the sirens. That the buildup and the anticipation that he and Favreau structured into the way, regardless of how it was written, how it was shot, and how it was directed, and how it was delivered to us, it was really awesome and like even like Grogu touching the screen and stuff where uh, you know you can see the monitor where Luke's coming up like that was just a great touch uh, that they did and uh, it was like oh I'm Grogu in that moment like I'm wanting to touch that I'm wanting to feel you know what's going on there and I want to see uh, see him come out of there or you know I wanted it to be Luke I, you know, I couldn't believe it at first you know again it starts with the X-Wing and then it gets it accelerates and you get more and more information or it escalates rather uh, until you finally know oh wow they really are bringing back Luke Skywalker I cannot believe they're doing this um, so yeah it's just it's great I love the fact that they brought back Luke in this way I love how they did it now but I would be perfectly fine with them not using Hamill anymore, nothing against him personally, uh, but he may not want to do it. And, you know, I'm happy to have somebody else be Luke, Sebastian Stan or Max. Give Max a shot, man. If they're going to modulate his voice or completely um, dub it over, do, we, do you dub over digitally? I guess you could synthetically dub over him uh, with this, you know, Luke bot voice or Hamill bot voice. Hamill voice bot? Hamill voice bot. There we go. Um, like, you know that would be okay with me if that's how it has to be that's how it has to be um but i would i would love to see that happen for that guy and uh he was like a tiny bit like a couple inches shorter than uh, hamill i believe unless uh hamill was in like you know uh, stiletto boots or like you know tall boots or something like that but uh anyway yeah he was a little bit shorter than him but sheesh, holy cannoli that's not gonna bother me sorry I, I had two motorcycle guys whiz by me and i felt like they were gonna hit my freaking car Anyway, um, yeah, I would not have a problem with them changing up actors and letting uh, letting Hamill uh, pass the role on to Max and train him up in how to be Luke and uh, see more adventures of Luke Skywalker. That would be, that's my dream. And I hope that that's what this opens the door to. And uh, I hope that they, you know, went through all this for, you know, to make it, to kind of close out Hamill's uh, part on this on his role of Luke Skywalker and let, let it be taken over by someone else. Pass the baton. Do it. I want to see them do it. I want to know what you think about that. Are you uh, are you into that? Are you into Max taking over? you think it needs to be Sebastian Stan or should it be somebody else altogether? I'd be really curious as to what you have to say on that and uh, what your thoughts were in general, uh, in general on the gallery. Um, so, yeah, with that, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Thank you for your time and attention. I hope you enjoyed this. Check out my growing collections of analysis, art, and fiction. The bottom of the show notes might just feature a design relevant to the topic at hand. Click around and find out. You can also visit mjmonios.com support to see my latest designs and more. 
I welcome all forms of critique to improve my craft, so don't hold back any comments you have for me. I leave you with peace and blessings. This is MJ, signing out.